down below a Babylon 5 intro cast special edition intro show Well, hello and welcome to the first edition of Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will from Portland. I'm Ian in the UK. I'm Heidi from Utah. And I'm Elizabeth and I'm in Los Angeles. Woohoo, yay, finally our first yay. episode. Yeah, we're Excited. here. <laughs> About time. I just wanted to say, and so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ominous. So it begins. Well, we just wanted to do a little episode today just to sort of introduce ourselves to you guys and to give you a little bit of background information on Babylon 5, nothing too spoilery, and tell you a little bit about how the show is going to go. So to start off with a little bit of introduction, I'll, I'll start. Like I said, my name is Will. I live in Portland, Oregon. I've been a podcast fan for several years now. I started listening to Starkville's House of L and the Tenth Wonder. They were produced out of the town in Mississippi I used to live in. And this will be my first time doing a podcast myself. And I'm really excited to get into the podcasting ranks. I've been a science fiction fan all my life. My mother watched Star Trek when she was a young girl and she was the one that got me hooked on Star Trek when I was growing up. And you now since then I've watched pretty much every sci-fi TV show that comes on. I'll at least give it a chance. Um, and I watch almost everything on sci-fi channel, even though I don't, you know, most of the stuff they show isn't real sci-fi in my opinion, but you now we can argue. Ooh, what's real sci-fi? Well, I think, you know, shows like Being Human and Haven, I think of those as more paranormal or supernatural. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi would be like Eureka mm. and uh, Firefly, that kind of thing. As far as Babylon 5 goes, back when it was on the air, I, you know, I kept hearing about it and hearing about it, but finally I decided to sit down and watch it one day, and that was sometime during season three. And I kept watching it, and then when it moved to TNT, which we'll talk a little bit about later, they started airing all the previous episodes five nights a week and that's how I got caught up on the show I would come home you know, get it this was my freshman year in college so I would come home after classes and watch an episode of Babylon 5 and got caught up that way <laughs> nice yeah so Ian okay well it's my turn I suppose um yeah well your childhood I kind of was more into fantasy, I suppose. Um, that was my my mother and father reading me um, the Narnia books, you know, Tolkien, The Hobbit and stuff. And then about when I was 12, 13 is when I started getting into sci-fi. So that actually kind of brought me really into it. I suppose two things. Um, I listened to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series and that really mm. piqued my interest. But what kind of sealed the deal I suppose was Red Dwarf um, and 
I've been enjoying the intro cast they've been doing recently because it, it's bringing back childhood memories. Um, and kind of when I discovered Babylon 5 was when my original interest in uh, Red Dwarf was waning, I suppose. Um, and yeah, he, I discovered it in a really interesting season four episode, actually, quite late on. It used to broadcast on Channel 4 in the UK. Um, it, you know, a terrestrial station, and it was on quite late at night. Um, and this one episode really piqued my interest, and I ended up just buying the VHSs uh, of the earlier seasons, um, watching a couple of episodes out of order, actually. Um, eventually, I was able to catch up and watch it in order um and babylon 5 became a big interest of mine for quite some time and actually my current um fandom i suppose is doctor but that was kind of because i traded babylon 5 vhs's for uh, Doctor V VHSs loaned them to a boyfriend of mine at the time, and uh, we kind of swapped fandoms, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and yeah, my interest in um, podcasting. Well, I've been listening to them for quite some time. I think maybe 2006 or 2000, late 2005, even so, very early on. My first one, I think, was the Signal. The uh, uh, Firefly and uh, yeah, Firefly and Serenity podcast, and I've been listening to them ever since. My first intro cast was um, Potential Cast, and they've led me on all the others. Well, nearly all the others. I can't listen to them all; they're too many. But yeah, I'm enjoying. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, I can try. I'm enjoying a lot of uh, intro casts at the moment. Uh, so that's my history with um, podcasting, I suppose. Um, who's next? That would be me. Um, again, I'm Heidi, and I live in Utah. And um, as far as podcasts go, I probably started listening about the same time as you, Ian. I watched Buffy for the first time in 2006, and after that I went rapidly searching for places to discuss it and that's how I found podcasts and then um, proceeded to find podcasts about all the other shows that I watched and um, I also listened to Starkville's House of Bell and Tenth Wonder and pretty much any show that those guys did and uh, then I got into podcasting myself. I um, did a lot of work on Buffy and Angel Between the Lines when when we were doing those and putting out episodes of those. They're kind of on hold at the moment. Um, and then I started CastleCast, which is about Nathan Fillion's show Castle. And we've been doing that for, I think, like four years now. I think we started during season two or right before season two. And they're in season six. So we've been going a long time on that one. We just put out episode 162, I think. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> um and then recently I got into the whole intro cast thing and decided that since Veronica Mars was getting a movie that there needed to be an intro cast. So I have been introducing newbies to Veronica Mars on my podcast, Investigating Mars. Yeah, that's a great so, show. Yes. It's actually been one I've been meaning to uh, listen to, Heidi. I will be listening to it now. <laughs> nice. And I'll be a newbie watching that because I've not seen the show. Oh, you'll it's love awesome. it. Yeah, you'll love it. Um, and then, like, I, I guessed on podcasts all over the place. But um, let's sci-fi um my parents are not sci-fi geeks at all um when i was little i would go to my aunt's house and watch star wars so that's um that was my introduction to sci-fi i guess and i think like as far as i can remember the first real sci-fi show that i got into was battlestar galactica so it was fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been more into like superhero shows and um, supernatural kind of shows. Uh, but so it's been pretty recent that I actually got into sci-fi. But um, yeah, but jumped into the deep end there. Weren't yes. you? <laughs> well, I've watched. Um, I've watched BSG. I've watched Firefly. I've watched quite a bit of Stargate SG One. So, like, I, I do have the, the sci-fi love, I guess. Uh, and I will a lot of times try out some of the shows that they, like, actually put on the sci-fi channel. But not all of them are, not all of them grab me and keep my attention. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I wonder if there's an SG-1 intro cast. I just started watching that. Mm. yeah. That would be a good one. I'm. I think I've only gone through like season five, so I think there's ten seasons of that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think there is a um, SG One cast out there. I think it's kind of an intro cast, but I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard trailers for it several times. Interesting. Yeah, I was reminded that the first season of that show was on Showtime because there's some adult stuff on the show that. especially in like the the introductory movie that one was right pretty (laughs) (laughs) r-rated um and then as far as babylon 5 goes i know absolutely nothing there there is nothing for me to say because i honestly i know the name of the show and that's it (laughs) okay it's good um we're gonna tell you everything now i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) This is a really short uh, intro cast. It's just one episode <laughs> long, and we're going to spoil everything right away. Right. <laughs> Saves time. <laughs> okay, I guess it's my turn. Um, uh, I guess I didn't really start listening to podcasts a lot until very recently, after I started listening to Potential Cast. Um, I did listen to a few uh, Buffy podcasts maybe five years ago or so. I think Between the Lines was one of them. I don't know if I listened to all the episodes, but I listened to quite a few, um, and I enjoyed those. And then I really liked the format of Potential Cast, so I started listening to other, mostly other shows that I had seen um, that I liked, like uh, Veronica Mars and Dexter. Um, 
and Battlestar Galactica and stuff. So I've been listening to those. Um, I I have never done a podcast, though I have guested on Investigating Mars a few times. And I will be guesting tomorrow on DexterCast, so that'll be fun, too. Um, I guess, well, I don't really have a huge sci-fi background. My parents uh, had us watch, well, didn't have us watch, we loved it. Um, we watched the Star Wars trilogy every New Year's Eve growing up. And I really like those. Um, other than that, I mean, my childhood didn't have a lot of sci-fi. I think my mom used to like the show V, but I found it too scary to watch. And um, also they had the one Star Trek movie, which was the one with the whales, Star Trek Four, which I really liked. Um, maybe because it was it had whales. I don't know. Um, and then really I didn't watch any. I've never watched, uh, didn't watch any sci-fi television until recently. Maybe about five years ago, I saw Firefly for the first time, and I really liked that. And then, of course, oh, well, no, I also watched Battlestar Galactica starting in about the third season, and it was on the air, and I love that. That show is awesome. But I don't watch any sci-fi shows currently, um, but I am looking forward to this one because I had heard it's good. So, um, Awesome. And like Heidi, I have absolutely no idea about anything related to Babylon 5. I don't know any plot points. I don't know any lead characters. I don't know any anything, so. That's good. You, what did you actually hear about it that piqued your interest? Well, I, I think I had heard that, like, I think I had read some articles about good sci-fi shows, because after I started watching Battlestar Galactica, I was kind of looking, I was, like, kind of interested in, you know, oh, you know, sci-fi shows can be really great. I mean, I never really thought about it one way or the other. Um, and I think I had read, like, Farscape and, Babylon 5 were really good, and so they were kind of on my list of shows I should check out, but I never really got around to them. Star Trek was uh, too daunting a task for me. So. Oh, there's only, what, 40 years of <laughs> yeah. history. <laughs> well, um, Doctor Who's got 50, you know, that's an even bigger oh, I know. I backlog should watch there Doctor if you Who. wanted to go into that. <laughs> Yeah, but with Doctor Who, there's, like, a good starting point that's more recent. And so it's like, okay, well, you can start here. And then if you, like, want to get into the older stuff, then go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier to jump on. Yeah, I recently watched, like, I was reading, like, where should I start watching Doctor Who? Because, I mean, everybody likes Doctor Who. I just didn't know where to start. So I watched the episode Blink, which was really good. But I still find it daunting task to get into. <laughs> well, it, so. actually, you're actually a really good place to jump on because, I mean, we're going off topic here onto Doctor Who, but there's a new Doctor just regenerated in. Peter Capaldi's the mm-hmm. 12th Doctor. Uh, so, yeah, now's a good time to jump on because mm-hmm. it's a fresh slate. That's a good point. I miss Matt Smith uh, okay. already. <laughs> oh no, I know. I haven't seen the episode really. yet. It's on my DVR. I mean, I know it's happening, but I haven't watched it yet, so I haven't had to cry and curl up into a ball in the corner. <laughs> oh, the end. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. one part at the end that I won't say, but yeah. Doctor Who cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That'll yeah. have to have like regenerating. <laughs> yeah. we'll, have, we'll have new hosts every few <laughs> every few years <laughs> yeah um, well if we want to do a um, special episode at one point on Doctor at least we've got something to talk about 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, have there been any B5 actors on Doctor Who? Probably not. Mm. I don't know. Oh, probably well, somewhere. There there's got to be yeah, somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be a connection. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think myself. But mm, given you know, Doctor Who's age and stuff with UK actors, I'm sure that we can find a connection somewhere. Yeah. I should say, this is the first time I've podcasted, um, you know, a newbie to podcasting, first presenting job. You've never guessed it on any podcast before? No, I haven't, actually. It's something I'd w- like to do, but never really got round to on a procrastinator, I suppose. I've sent him feedback to certain casts, but never th- something this big. Interesting. Cool. I suppose passion drives me, I suppose, because I really enjoy uh, Babylon 5, and it's an intro cast I'm really interested in getting into. Well, I like hearing enthusiasm, because, you know, when you start a new show, you never know <laughs> what you're going to think about it, but yeah. having people so enthusiastic about it makes me... Very optimistic. Well, this show is going to be basically like all the other intro casts out there. We'll have newbies. Heidi and Elizabeth are the newbies. We're calling them our ambassadors. And Ian and myself are the veterans. We're calling ourselves the command staff. Those of you who've seen the show will understand why and understand how that makes sense. But it's a mystery to unravel for our ambassadors. (laughs) So I'm going to give a little bit of information about Babylon 5 and maybe you can see why so many of us enjoyed this show so much. But And Ian, feel free to jump in at any time you want to. Yeah, I will if I uh, have anything to say. <laughs> so Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski, which I would probably refer to him as JMS most of the time because that's easier to say. He is a novelist, a comic book writer, screenwriter. Some of his TV credits, or he has writing credits on shows like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, She-Ra, The Real Ghostbusters, Murder, She Wrote. He also has credits on the first Thor movie and World War Z. And he oh, has- wow. You should also mention he's made a lot of... Um- well, written a lot of uh, comic books as well. I think there was a Thor story arc he had a big hand in. I can't remember the names of the specific stories he's written, but he's done a lot of uh, comic book writing as well. Right. And he's all, currently he's writing a Terminator Salvation series that's going to tie in the old franchise with the reboot that's coming up. Is this a movie or a... TV show? Oh, the he's writing the comic book, but the oh comic okay. the new the reboot is going to be in movie and TV form. Ah, okay. He's got a show coming up called Sensei or Sensiate. It's coming up on Netflix, I think, sometime this year. Yeah, he's making that with the uh, Wachowski siblings, I think. Also, the biggest thing most people would know him for is a film that came out a couple of years ago. I think it was called The Changeling um, and got a bit of Oscar buzz, didn't it? I don't remember that film. 
Uh, I think it's called The Changeling. I'd have to IMDb. Oh, it was the one with Angelina Jolie, right? He did get. Yes, that's the one. I know he got nominated for it, but I can't remember if he won. I did not um, know that movie. Yeah, the thing he's doing with the Wachowkis brothers, I think it's uh, one of the first few things he's doing with his new um, production company. I think they've just simply called it JMS Productions. But he's actually got a uh, little production company up and running at the moment. So he's done an awful lot of stuff, and he plans to do an awful lot of stuff more, it seems. So with Babylon 5, JMS wanted to take an adult approach to the sci-fi. He wanted to sort of elevate the genre, and he wanted to do for science fiction what Hill Street Blues did for cop shows. And he was shopping the idea around, and one of the first studios he presented it to was Paramount, which was behind the Star Trek franchise at the time. He sent Paramount the Bible for the series, the pilot script, artwork, and all that kind of thing. And also he sent 22 synopses of episodes that would happen throughout the series. But Paramount decided to pass on the show and Babylon 5 landed at Warner Brothers and they commissioned a series. About two months later, Paramount announced that they're going to do this show called Deep Space Nine, which has a lot of similarities to Babylon 5. Yeah, there's some fan law out there saying that they stole the idea, basically, took the original concept, reworked it, changed it, made it a lot Star Trek, you know, basically Star Trek friendly, um, and just, yeah, it's fan law. You know, there's no real substance to it, but you can see the coincidence. Right. Uh, JMS has gone on the record as saying that he doesn't think the producers of DS9 saw any of the materials that he sent them, but he thinks that Paramount may have directed the development of DS9 using... You know, his concepts. But wow, D uh, Space Nine made it to air like less than a month before Babylon Five. So a lot of DS nine fans say, Hey, you know, that show copied us, but it actuality the idea for Babylon Five was out there before DS nine. Personally I'm a I'm a fan of both shows. I was watching DS nine before Babylon Five. I don't if I make any, if I take any shots at DS9, it's just in good fun. I, I really enjoy both shows. <laughs> but do you see the similarities? Yeah, I mean, it's not like they copy, you know, storyline for storyline, but yeah, you can see some mm-hmm. coincidences. You can see, yeah, um, not trying to give anything away, but you can see a couple of parallels here and there. Um. Mm. Yeah, both shows are worth watching, and um, you know you can take away a lot from each show actually. Uh, so, Will, do you want to pick it up from when we went to um, WB because they produced it to begin with, didn't they? Uh, yes, I, was, I had a little bit about that. Okay, the pilot for Babylon Five aired in February of nineteen ninety three. And a year later was when season one started, January 1994. The show originally aired on a network called P10, the Primetime Entertainment Network. 
which was a joint venture between Warner Brothers and a bunch of independent networks, which were mostly Fox affiliates. And I think that's how I saw it. I'm not sure. I know that in my area, it came on late Saturday night. At the time, at its peak, P10 had 177 stations covering 93% of the country. I've but, never heard of P10. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, not surprised, but yeah, that's how it was in the early days of the show. But P10 eventually folded four years after it started in 1997. Sounds like it uh, started around the same time Fox did, so kind of almost as if networks around that time were trying to try out these new channels and Fox succeeded and P10 didn't. So P10 was a network and not like a cable like a broadcast network and not a cable network? Well, that's what I'm asking. Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> sorry, I don't know anything about U.S. broadcasting. Uh, that yeah, makes that, sense, yeah. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And it's just all these independent networks. I don't know. What I read said that they were mostly Fox stations, just sort of a conglomeration. Or... Okay, so on to Babylon 5. Um, B5 was way ahead of its time which is probably why it didn't have you know better ratings than it did i mean for one thing it was the first show to ever use cgi i mean it was used in films beforehand but it was actually the first show to use computer generated effects wow that's pretty impressive yeah like where most shows were still using models b5 used special effects Another way that they are revolutionary was that JMS came in with a five-year plan for the show from the beginning. And, of course, they had to you know, make changes along the way, but you had major story arts, character arts planned from the beginning, and it was scri- described as one of the most complex shows on TV at the time. Hmm. Yeah, He wanted and, to make a novel for TV. The one thing that he saw was that shows were going over budget just because they weren't planning enough. And so that's one reason why he decided to come up with his plan. And he set it on a space station because he saw shows like hospital shows and cop shows, how they would basically based in one location and you didn't have to create a new world each week and thought that would make it simpler and more cost effective. Uh, Another way that B5 was ahead of its time was that they filmed in a 16 by 9 ratio because they wanted to be prepared for HD. But but unfortunately, the special effects were done in 4 by 3, the standard (laughs) screen ratio for that time. And if you're watching on the DVDs, some of the CG looks really bad, and that has to do with the special effects not being done in high definition. So when you're recording to DVD, which is a you know, 16 by 9 ratio, it doesn't look as good. It's really bad in a few, few times in composite scenes where you have live action mixed in with CG. That looks pretty bad, but just know that you know, it didn't look that bad originally. That's just the transfer that made it look that way. Well, I might be seeing this with those tinted glasses, but I still think they're pretty good for what they are. Right. By the time they were made, 
they they're really good effects right at the time and um it again just to bring it round to doctor who briefly it's one of the things you do when you're watching doctor who especially older doctor who you realize they might not have the budget it goes for about a lot you might not have the budget or you might not um have up-to-date effects but you've got to kind of almost put yourself in the mindset of when this was produced so kind of thinking what the tv landscape was like at the time 20 years ago this was cutting edge you really wouldn't have any thing like this on tv at the time well you'd have star trek but they were still using model effects they were still almost uh, doing what they did 10 years before so yeah i, I still think that uh the show's effects have something I will try to keep an open mind. I, you know, it's hard to really, as as a modern viewer, to to watch old things and not get taken out of it sometimes. Um, you know, so I'll, you know, that's that's difficult. Um, it, you know, the story has to be really good. You know, if the story's not really good, then I think the effects, you know, older aged effects, will probably bother me more. <laughs> I'm I'm more forgiving. Like one of my favorite shows of all time is Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman, and their effects are so cheesy. But I still adore the show, and I can just kind of you know laugh at the effect and go, "Well, oh, the '90s." It. And yeah, well, hey, it's my favorite show, so <laughs> love that show. It has some terrible <laughs> effects. It's awful. <laughs> but the stories, I love the stories uh-huh. and the characters, you know. So it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Uh, the story is really good, though. I can't find it right now, but I saw the number earlier for a, an estimated budget for the entire series, and it was close to what they spend on one season of Game of Thrones. Was that adjusted for inflation? I'm not. I don't think it was adjusted for inflation. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. So back when this show started in the early 90s, JMS was ahead of his time because he was really big in using the Internet to communicate with fans. He was a regular in news groups chatting with fans about the show. And even before the show started, they used the Internet to create a buzz for the show. Uh, I've heard a couple of stories come down through uh, fandom, and um, one of them, famous one, is halfway through season three, he kind of was struggling a little bit, put this post out and requested this thing. um, He requested either uh, the code for Doom or cheat code for Doom, otherwise fans weren't getting it anymore, Babylon 5. So it was kind of, he was trying to have, well, no, it was kind of, um, I'm trying to use it as an example that, that he was having a dialogue with fans. He would go post into these news groups that he wouldn't take himself too seriously with um, putting a joke out to fans um, and kind of listening to what they got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not influencing the the writing but you know kind of listening to you know the input um not the input sorry sometimes my brain goes a bit blank but what i'm trying to say is 
he appreciated the fans and appreciated the buzz that was on the internet and um it seemed like a dialogue that's very modern you know he, if it was produced now he'd be using um twitter a lot something right yeah so he would respond to like if they had you know comments about the show he would respond yeah, to them definitely definitely Although I've also heard that there were a few fakes going around claiming to be him as well. <laughs> Nothing changes. Yeah, he is on Twitter now. I wonder if he's verified. So he was the creator. He there was just him. He was the creator. I know there was another producer um, whose name slips me right now, but he's. I would think of him as the main force behind the show, the great maker, mm-hmm. as some people call him. Yeah, he's um, a showrunner in the modern sense of the word. You know, he's the force behind the series that drives everything forward. Um, and he's well-respected because of it. I think there's a... I heard that... Um, the producers of Lost, I think it was, um, who sent them sent him the pilot script for kind of approval. It might have been another series, but I think it was Lost. Hmm. Yeah, and there are a hundred ten episodes of Babylon Five. He wrote ninety two of them himself. Wow. wow. Just crazy. Yeah. It's a beast. That's rare. Very <laughs> heard of. That's impressive. Uh, yep. <laughs> so if there's anything you don't like about the show, you can blame him for it. Like, you can More or less. Credit. Well, Did true. he direct any? I don't think he directed I... any, but I'll have to check on that. He was too busy writing. I guess so. <laughs> so it was his regular 22 episode seasons. Right. Yeah. Oh. Remember as well, 20 years ago, so... I mean, it doesn't make much of a difference, but it's about five minutes longer than most shows are now. Uh-huh. So um, I think also pacing-wise as well, I mean, there's, it's well-paced, but it's 20 years ago, so sometimes you've got to understand that there may be um, things that take a little longer to, you know, to draw out in an episode than... In modern TV. Mm-hmm. So did he have much of a writing staff? Or that just seems crazy to me. I'm not sure about writing staff because um, you'll tell as the show goes forward, he'll end up writing more and more. Um, and then, you know, at the beginning there might have been a writing staff, but towards the end it was almost guest writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm not going to spoil some of the writers, but there are a couple of famous people who have written and starred in this show. Cool. All right. Oh. Um... So on this show down below, we're going to go through the entire series, all five seasons, 110 episodes. And we're also going to insert the movies into our schedule in the order that they were aired on TV. And sometimes 
especially well, after they moved to TNT, they may air a movie in between two episodes. So we'll watch it at that point. And there were a couple of movies produced after they went off the air and weren't on TNT anymore. Depending on how we feel, once we get to the, we after we finish the movies, we may go into the spinoff series Crusade, which was only 13 episodes. So I was going to say, personally, I like Crusade as well, but not all fans of Babylon 5 are fans of Crusade. And by the time we get there, you guys might have had enough of the whole show. So <laughs> it really will be down to you guys, I think, whether we continue. I personally have never seen Crusade except for the four, first four episodes. I think I missed an episode or two and didn't have any way to get caught up because it was the late 90s. Sure. We didn't have... They uh, were from. I think the studio were trying to pull a firefly on it before time you know before well before then of course but um whilst we're doing our production trivia as well um crusade had some troubles because they dare them out of order um and yeah and scheduled them at awful times as well i saw that if we do watch it we may watch it in the order that jms prefers yeah i think that might be the best idea rather than air dates and there are books related to Babylon 5 that are canonical books some written by JMS some written by others I don't think we're going to cover those maybe if you've read well, the well they're out of print I think aren't they anyway yeah you can probably get used copies though it may be expensive though Yeah. maybe people that have read them can send in feedback and tell us about them but that'll be after we're finished with the show yeah, I've, I've read some of the books myself, so maybe if we do a wrap-up show, we can talk about the books then. I have a random question Okay. related to literature. <laughs> How's the fan fiction community related to Babylon 5? <laughs> and don't tell me you haven't read any. <laughs> I haven't, sorry. I don't know. I've, I've, I've actually I, never thought about that. I've glanced at some, um, <laughs> but it's kind of more in passing, really. And um, I suppose it's something I should really have a look at at some point. Um, but yeah, it's it's just something that's never really crossed my mind. Yeah, me either. I'm um, read some slash fiction. <laughs> there is actually um, it, it's spoilerific a bit, but there are actually two podcast um, fictions out there. There is fan fiction in audio form out there. I know I uh, can't quite remember the names of each of them, but one is kind of um, less canonical than the other, I should say. But um, it's out there if you want to find it. <laughs> also, podcast-wise, there's a very spoilery and for long-time fans or people who have seen the whole series only podcast out there about Babylon 5 that's over now but they've covered everything they've had interviews with uh, people who have starred on the show they've even had a special interview with JMS himself but if you've seen the series and you want more podcasts about Babylon 5 there's a podcast called the Babylon Podcast out there which is shows are still available and they really are worth listening if you've seen the series. If not, it's going to spoil a lot. We're oh. not allowed, Elizabeth. 
No. <laughs> yeah, you're not Sorry. allowed, definitely. <laughs> but, you know, with those podcasts, you don't get the fun reactions and predictions of the newbies, so... <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> we'll try to entertain you. <laughs> Brilliant. So, we have feedback from Shane. Does anybody want to read Shane's email? I'll read it. Go ahead. All right. Hey guys, I'm looking I'm so looking forward to starting your journey through the show and joining you on Babylon Squared. I guess it's something we're going to figure out what that means. I don't know what Babylon Squared means. Is that a fan uh, thing? That's an episode title. Oh, okay. Oh, there's okay. so much there's so much I want to hear your opinions on. It doesn't seem 20 years ago since I started watching it and started to buy all the VHS. As I write this email, I've just bought all the DVDs for the first time, looking forward to watching them. Shane, co-host of the Red Dwarf Introcast. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, thank you, Shane. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing your yeah. feedback. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think when you come on and guest. Yeah. And I keep hearing good things about Red Dwarf, so maybe I have to start watching it through the Introcast. Yeah, I need to watch it, too. It's on my Me list. Too. Heath and Andrew are great newbies as well. You know, they have great fun... Uh, getting into the show and coming up with with predictions. They're not quite finished yet. I think they're about to start the, as we're recording, about to start the 10th season. Whoa, that's a long show, isn't it? Are those those British seasons, though? They're British seasons. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that's better. Yes. It's six to eight episodes per season, basically. Yeah, that's not quite series. so daunting. Yeah. Series is British. <laughs> right. Series is the British term. Right. That's true. Um, yeah. Um, Can't we all do it the same way? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> like but... a metric system. Can't we get with that in the U.S.? Because seriously. <laughs> so, how about some predictions based on what you've heard so far? Uh, Elizabeth, want to go first? Okay. <laughs> the name of the show is well, Babylon 5. <laughs> okay, so the name of the show is Babylon 5. So my brain is like, Babylon. So that's like a reference to the biblical story of the city of the Tower of Babel, maybe? I don't know. I mean, all I know is Babylon is sort of an ancient was like ancient city in current uh, Mesopotamia, but current currently Iraq, I think. And... Um, I know the biblical story was the people were all speaking the same language and they were building this great tower and then God was like, hey, if they all speak the same language and they're all getting on, then they're going to be able to do greater and greater things and they're going to get to the, you know, they're going to learn things. And so I guess then they all, you know, he made them all speak different languages. I know this is a really terrible interpretation, but... (laughs) So maybe it has to do with that, or maybe it's just a fun name. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with sort of bringing different cultures together or understanding each other. You know, if there's like aliens in the show, maybe dealing with different languages and different ideas about things. Um, I don't know. I'm just spinning off on the name. But, um, well, since you mentioned that it was set into a, in a space station, um, I yeah. guess there would be... No. Go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, I want to hear more. So I guess that would be a good meeting place for different, uh, you know, different worlds or cultures or, you know, 
crews to meet and um, there'd have to be like uh, a set crew running the the space station Um, so that would be our main characters Um, I don't know (laughs) okay Uh, there will be at least one of the main characters will fall in love with uh, somebody from another planet at some point Um, there will be at least one coup Um, let's see uh, three of the main characters will die Um, (laughs) uh, let's see Um, well three of the main characters from like the first season uh, by the end of the series will be dead and I think there will be um, at least one genocide Ooh. I'm gonna have to write oh, these down. And <laughs> you, you said the name of the show. You gave your predictions around the Babylon part of it. Anything about the five that catches oh, your goodness. attention? Oh goodness! Uh, the five. Oh, okay. Um, Babylon five. I just thought, you know, I because originally I was thinking that this the Babylon five was the name of like a spaceship. Um. And, you know, so five could have been like the fifth version of it. But now that it's it's probably not going to be the whole thing on a spaceship. So Babylon five. Um, five different races of people, aliens. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> OK, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm just laughing because I'm loving your predictions. I've. <laughs> As I said, I'm new to this. I've got to create that kind of stony resilience of the <laughs> seasoned viewer. Um, Your poker voice. Instead yeah. of a poker face. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll just got it a huge, ridiculous limb and say five different, like, main, you know, tribes or races or planet peoples or whatever. And um, also they will be wearing some ridiculous costumes. I don't know. <laughs> like they'll be wearing things that just look really uncomfortable, military style. <laughs> okay. All right. Heidi. All right. Uh my prediction about the name was going to be that it was the name of a spaceship. But since we've brought up this space station idea, I still think it's the name, but maybe of the space station. And I think the five is somehow related to like our core group of characters. So like there's going to be five that there may be like a team of some sort. And Babylon five. Yeah. So maybe it's the name of the team and not the space station. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was going with the name. Um, I think being, being the 90s, the time that it was in, I think that there has to be some sort of, not really procedural element, but kind of like there has to be a thing that they have to face every week. Like there has to be either a monster of the week or an alien of the week or, Mm. you know, something like that, because this is before Lost and real serialized television so 
I think there has to be some element of that, but I have no idea what it could possibly be because I doubt that it's going to be a Stargate thing where it's like, okay, let's look at this other world. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure where, where the procedural element is going to come into play here, but, um, as far as outlandish predictions, <laughs> where can, where can I go with this? You've really taken the best one. Oh, no. Go as far as you want. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, randomness, randomness. Uh, I'm gonna say that two of our main characters are of an alien race. So I'm not positive that the main race is the human race, but that two of our main characters are gonna be like of some other species race than the other three if it is in fact five I like that one and music oh we've got music (laughs) IPS3 restarted (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh wow that that prediction came with actually I was thinking more your PS3 wants to chime in on its predictions (laughs) IPS3 enjoyed that one oh nice um, and I think that maybe we're going to see some really cool spaceships with bad CGI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That one's a little safe. Ooh, Heidi, what kind of weapons do you think they use? Do you think they carry like gun type weapons or mm. like lasers? <laughs> I would, mm, I would think lasers, like I don't know. Space shows seem to like to go futuristic. Yeah. Muskets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop her one bullet at a time. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, hmm. Do you think, I wonder if they carry weapons. Probably not. Probably not on the space station. There's. Yeah, it's like all a question of what in the world is going on on this space station because mm-hmm. do they need to defend it? Is it you know, are they in the middle of a war of some sort or are they doing research? You know, like is this a, a research facility of some kind? And Or is it like considered international waters and like, you know, it's no one cud rules it or one world rules it or it's a, like a gathering place maybe or yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The fact that we know nothing pretty much yeah. said why. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a musical for all I know. Nah, you got everything well, right. We don't what. have to watch the show. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. What are you fearing? You know, what don't you want to see in the show? You know, I think that would be an interesting spin on things. Now go ahead, Heidi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I... What don't I like in in sci-fi? Like what? I guess maybe it just being boring, you know? Maybe too much exposition as far as like having to tell us all of everything that happens and not enough doing things. But as far as like sci-fi elements, I 
can't really pinpoint any that really turned me off to a show. Um, I, I guess I would say like kind of playing off what Heidi said earlier about her theories. I hope it's not a procedural type thing. Like, I'm sure like, even if it is, it'll just be like at the beginning, you know, until they get their footing. Um, I can't see it. I cannot see it going five seasons of like a procedural type show for a sci-fi series. But, um, I hope they don't do like sexy alien ladies, you know, um, that look exactly like human ladies, but with different, I don't know, hair or something. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't, I didn't watch Star Trek, but I, I know the joke is that Kirk was always falling in love with these sexy alien ladies. And, um, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, I don't want it to be boring either. Um, okay, I so. I it's not too many special effects. Because then that'll take me out of it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I hope they get off the space station occasionally. <laughs> okay. Oh, it, uh, you know what I, I would like to, you know, I would really like, I, I think shows that I like the most are the shows where I really like the characters. Mm-hmm. So I hope they really establish, you know, do a good job of establishing characters and the differences between the characters and the motivations of, of each of the characters. And, you know, they really have their own personalities and, um, so you can kind of get behind the characters, not so much maybe the story could vary in quality from episode to episode. But if you, you know, really find some characters that you love, I think that'll be a win mm-hmm. for me. Well, and and if you have good characters, a procedural element like, say, with, well, maybe X Files isn't a really good example, but. Um, <laughs> Well, you but, don't want Mulder and Scully in space. Like with, like with X-Files or with even like a show like Supernatural. If you like the characters, even if they're monster hunting every week, you still enjoy the show. Okay. Oh, and I hope there's some strong female characters. That's just my personal... I like, I like having, you know, good female characters. Not strong necessarily physically, but like, you know, that have a good deal to do with the plot. And, um you know, that, that stand on their own as good characters and, um, you know, so hopefully that'll happen. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I think since there's a lot of people that really love the show, it's got to have a lot going for it. So I'm just excited to see what, you know, where it takes us. Very cool. Guess you'll just have to watch and find out. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mystery awaits. So I have a question though about okay, so basically the first episode we're watching is actually a TV movie, and The Gathering, right? right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, so this was actually created first. Yeah. Or it was created later, and then it takes place before the show. It no, was... it was uh, made first. Okay. So it aired as like a kind of like. I don't know if Battlestar Galactica kind of aired as a miniseries and then like a year or two later the sh- the show started. Is that kind of how it was or did it just Yeah, it was just, I think it was the same way. There's a little bit of well, I say little. There's a significant difference as well because when the show moved to TNT TNT re-edited it 
Um, so there's actually two versions of the gathering out there. Huh. There's there's the original WB edit, and then there's the TNT edit. And what's on the DVDs? Um, I'm not sure which version you'll be watching. It'll be <laughs> fun to discover next week. <laughs> I hope we're all watching the same one. <laughs> the changes are minor, but they're worth discussing next week. And it, it will be interesting to go into, I think. Uh-huh. Well, that's all we have for today. We'll be back next week watching the Babylon 5 pilot movie, The Gathering. It's not on the season one DVD set, but it is part of the movie collection, and you can find it on iTunes and Amazon. Tell us feedback and... and uh... Let us know what your thoughts about the show or if you're new, like what your predictions are. I'm sure you have better predictions than me. So. And me. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are newbies out there, so we totally want to hear what you say. Except for you, Malika. You don't get to, you don't get to guess because you'll show us all up. <laughs> That's right, because she will tell us exactly what's going on. <laughs> I wonder if you've seen the show before. I'd love to hear some pretend predictions from people who've Ooh, actually seen the series. Like what you yeah. thought was going on at the time. Well, that's pretty cool. Or I pretend, if, if you want to do pretend ones. Yeah, well, both is cool, you know, because I could come up with some pretend predictions right now, but I don't want to give the game away because my imagination is good, but on the spot, I tend to fail. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. It's harder than I thought it would be to come up with predictions. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Thank you. Look for us on the web in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also at downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and also on Twitter at downbelowcast. <laughs>